Welcome to the Veterinary Success Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Douglas. Today, I'm joined by Elise Burns, CEO at VetIQ Staffing. VetIQ supports veterinarians in relief roles for everyday lifestyles by providing more options and flexibility. And I've been looking forward to this conversation because I know relief work is certainly a big portion of the industry. And Elise, thank you so much for coming on today. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. I'm a big fan. Again, I kind of highlighted it in the opening from the idea of the tagline of veterinary relief services for every lifestyle. Can you talk about what IQ is doing and what makes you do it a little bit differently? Absolutely. So when we joined the veterinary world about four years ago, we realized that veterinarians work in general, long hours can work five, six, seven days a week. And a lot of new veterinarians coming out of school want more flexibility. They have families, they have other things that they want to enjoy outside of their work life. And a lot of times there just wasn't other options beyond being an associate or just picking up relief on your own. And we wanted to change the industry and give other options so that you can still enjoy what you do, but have more freedom to live the type of life you want to lead. And that's pretty much how we decided to do our guaranteed salary program where we guarantee your salary. So you don't have to worry about finding shifts on your own. And if someone cancels, how are you going to make up that money? But you get to kind of choose what your work life will look like, whether that's a certain amount of shifts you pick up a month, a certain amount you pick up a week, but it's full-time or part-time. And we offer full benefits, medical, dental, vision, 401k matching, stock options, PTO, CE reimbursement. So you get all of the benefits of working as a full-time or part-time employee at a clinic, but you get the flexibility of working just relief. And some of the other benefits are also just not having to worry about your schedule and also about, like I said, if a shift gets booked and then it gets canceled, basically when we say we guarantee your salary, it's that you'll get paid no matter if we can find you those shifts per week or per month or not. So you have income you can count on and can still have that flexibility in your life that you might be looking for. Yeah. And I think the guaranteed piece was interesting. And obviously COVID, now that we know what we know now, obviously seeing a lot of veterinary clinics, hospitals being so busy needing support. But at the onset, you know, I'm certain that was likely tested in certain areas that were hit worse. Let's think New York City or New mm -hmm. York in general. Can you talk a little bit about how maybe that was actually tested and challenged? And did you actually see the need for that guarantee to go out and cover veterinarians out there that work with VetIQ? Absolutely. And that's things that people don't think about. We talk to vets, if you're in an area where there's a hurricane or tornadoes, certain areas can be devastated and they could be out of work potentially for a couple months. But COVID was the first kind of extreme example that we had never really thought about when we'd started the program, but ended up being such a integral part of people being able to still support their families and make a living and not have to worry about the pandemic and how they were going to be able to make ends meet. So we paid out through COVID, I want to say almost $30,000 between all of our vets to cover any shifts that we couldn't find, especially at the beginning of the pandemic. I would say April, May, June, July, those were until kind of clinics figured out the drive through way and, and other things to get creative. Um, we were seeing a ton of clinics either canceling shifts or shutting down completely. Even now, if a clinic has to shut down because of a positive COVID case, which is still very much the case, 
our vets don't have to worry. They're going to get paid even if they're not going to work. And we stuck by what we said. I mean, we definitely didn't do the program thinking about a pandemic, but whatever the situation is, that's why we have this program. And so we saw a lot of people also joining us during the pandemic. We never stopped hiring because veterinarians are essential employees and you always have to be under the assumption that things are going to come back and things are going to get better. I mean, you have to live your life that way. So we definitely saw it as a huge obviously nervous as a company, but it was exciting to see how our program really in an extreme situation could take so much stress off of our veterinarians and see it do good and what the purpose of our guaranteed salary program was for and get to see it actually work in such an extreme circumstances. Absolutely. And you talked about both full-time and part-time. Can you talk a little bit about Obviously, the difference is how much you work, but what the split is, do you see more demand for one versus the other and just any sort of insights there? More just about depending on where a veterinarian is in their career. A lot of times we talk to vets who say, I'm not looking to leave the clinic I'm currently at. I'm happy, but I'd like to pick up part-time because I want to do relief and I like the idea of getting a guarantee for a certain amount of money per month and per year. Or it could be that they are a new mom and they're not ready to go back full-time, but our part-time program is a great way to get some of our benefits and have money that they can count on every month. Because sometimes our programs can be very fluid too. You could start part-time or full-time and move back up and down depending on where your life is. Full-time is really usually when people want to make a full-time change, whether that's from an associate role or they were doing relief on their own full-time and not having to worry about taxes and about shifts getting canceled and collecting payment, which is a huge piece for relief vets who do relief work on their own is, I can't tell you how many times I read in the Facebook groups, what am I going to do? Do you have a contact info? This clinic still hasn't paid me. It's been, we don't wait for payment from clinics to pay our vets. So that's the nice part is we see people from all different situations who decide that what we offer is best for what they're looking for in their life right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think the highlight of... <laughs> It's not their role to go be the bill collector and chase people down. It's to come in and be a great veterinarian and provide a service and taking that off their plate. That's huge. And it's something that initially, before we talked, I didn't really click with me. And I started thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, that makes total sense. You're running your own business and you have to go and wear all these different hats where this can allow you to have a little bit more freedom and flexibility. You did talk about the stock option within VetIQ. Can you talk a little bit about the program, what it's seen, maybe how it's changed and who... Is that for part-time and full-time? Is there certain people that get that? What does that kind of look like? So that was a big piece that we wanted when we came into the market is we really wanted our vets to be owners of what we do and feel a sense of ownership of what they do. And also they help us grow our business. Our vets are our business. That's it. So we want them to also feel our success. They're part of that success. And full-time or part-time, both sets of employees, both will receive stock options after six months of employment with us. And it's really straightforward. We give them a great rate, the same rate that internal employees use, and they're fully vested after a year and they can hold on to that stock for as long as they want. Even if they leave us, they hold on to it until they want to sell it. And it's at no cost to them. It's just something that they earn from being part of who we are and helping us continue to grow and do what we do. And we want to make sure that they feel more of a connection to us than just we send them to shifts and that's it. It's a partnership and they're part of that. Yeah, I think that's 
such a cool offering. And again, for anyone that's listened to the podcast for any sort of time, they know that like ownership and equity and all those different things are something I'm passionate about. So when we first chatted and you shared that, I was like, that's really cool. It's another way and a unique way where there's this economic entrepreneurship and then there is the entrepreneurship that is like going out and starting your own business. And you can get some of that economical ownership or entrepreneurship where you have a vested interest in this larger organization that's outside of yourself. And that's really cool. And I applaud you and the team for putting that together. As we talk a little bit about who is a good fit or not a good fit, and you talked a little bit about some relief veterinarians that were doing it on their own and then coming in and sharing their struggles. Can you kind of outline when it makes more sense and maybe when it doesn't make sense? Absolutely. And that's something we've kind of learned as we've gone along in these last four years. I would say our program works for almost everyone, except I would say new grads. It's hard to go right out of school and jump into a different clinic, sometimes three or four days a week, and might be expected to do certain kinds of surgeries, or there's just not as much of that mentorship, usually in a relief role. So we usually say that once you've gotten a couple of years under your belt, that's usually the ideal time to join us. That first year or two out of school, there's still, not that you won't learn a lot in school, but that hands-on day-to-day experience really will become valuable because as most relief vets know, you're jumping into clinics where you could be the only vet that day in the clinic where you won't really have someone to ask certain questions to. I mean, you'll have obviously the techs that will support you, but it can be difficult right out of school to jump into a different environment three or four different days of the week and be the only veterinarian or be asked to do certain procedures and feel like you wish you had a little bit more support there. So Other than that, we have people who are getting close to retiring and they want to just pick up part-time to keep their skills sharp or just to make a little extra money. We have young moms and dads who their life has changed and they don't want to work 80-hour weeks anymore. And they want to know that they're never going to have to work the weekends or Sundays. We had one vet who Wednesdays was really important because they split custody and Wednesday was the day they got their kid during the week and they wanted to make sure they never worked Wednesday. So we made that happen. So it can work for almost anyone at any stage of life. And that's why we also have our traveler program where we also have full-time and part-time travelers. So if you're in a different stage of life, we have a lot of our travelers, not all, but who are in their 20s and 30s and they want to not be tied down to one city. They want to be able to travel the state of California or a couple different states and we can support them while they do that and still make an income. But on the other side, we have retirees who want to spend half the year in Florida and half the year in New York or you know wherever and they're travelers for us as well. And they don't have to worry about finding work when they want to spend half the year somewhere else. So we try to have a program for each individual veterinarian, something that can fit each person's life, depending on where they are in their life. We don't have just one type of veterinarian and one type of role that really is the best match. Do you know off the top of your head how many states you're in now or have had relief work in? We're in every state. And we're actually opening in three months. We'll be in, we'll have a physical office in Orlando, but we have physical offices in Dallas, California, Philly, and North Carolina. Florida will be our next. But even if we're not physically have an office there, we currently have a vet in every single state in the United States. Yeah. Just wanted to outline that because you're sitting in Dallas today, right? I am. I'm sitting in Dallas today. Yeah. That's what I thought home base was. One other piece from our conversation and just learning a little bit more about the opportunity is the ability for someone to work relief and then maybe find that full-time position that they like and maybe they want to stay there. Can you share how 
from a vet IQ approach that it's not trying to prevent anyone from finding that fit, but more or less like saying, if you find it, we're behind you, go do that. But in the meantime, you know, we can certainly be here as a partner. I think that's a really important part that, you know, when I said earlier that we're fluid and that you might be part-time or full-time with us at some point and you might change. We have a lot of vets who at some point decide to go full-time at one of the clinics that we sent them to. They might still work just traditional relief through us. Or we've had vets who were full-time that went to a clinic and then moved part-time with us. We never say that there's ever a goodbye. It might just be a, we'll see you later, or a, we're going to have a different type of relationship now and we're going to work in this capacity instead. And so that's a big part of what we tell our vets is we have a subset of vets who use us when they relocate to a new city or state. They don't know anything about that city or state and they don't know the market and they think our program is a great way to get a lot of experience at different clinics, learn a lot about the city, and then they might fall in love with the clinic after working through us. And then they might decide to go full-time there. And that's something that obviously we're excited for them. I mean, obviously we're sad, but like I said, a lot of times they work with us in different capacities or will come back to us later. We had a vet who left us, went full-time somewhere, and then two years later relocated and wanted to come back to us again full-time. So it's definitely... Another way that people use our program and not use our program, but work with us and that it ends up taking them to maybe their next dream job that they didn't know was out there or what we did worked for them at that point. And then they were looking for their next step and that they didn't want to do relief anymore. And they found kind of a home somewhere else. But that's another way that we are able to support people as, and vets as they figure out where best they're going to work and their lifestyle is going to work going forward. In that same vein or same topic, you know, if I'm a veterinarian, I'm coming and, and wanting to look at relief. Is there a commitment time that you typically ask for and you say, hey, if you're going to come and work with us, this is the duration of that? Or how does that structure work? So our vets sign no non-competes with us. And we ask for a minimum of a 30-day notice if you want to leave us, only because when we're booking our vets, we want to give the clinic enough notice so that we're not leaving them high and dry without a vet and we can send a different vet to help them. But other than asking for a 30-day notice, we have competitors and other people in the industry who have non-competes or tie them into these big contracts. And our hope is that we're doing our job well enough that we don't ever feel like we have to hold you in for a contract, that we're doing the right thing and we're treating you well, that if you decide to leave us, then you're going to give the right notice to us because we've treated you well as on the other side. And that also it might not be a forever or you might change the capacity of how you work through us, but we don't want it to be a contract. That's the reason that keeps you with us. I always tell all of our recruiters and they tell our vets the same thing. If you're not extremely happy with our program and day to day, you don't feel like your lifestyle isn't considerably better then we're not doing our job correctly. And you should have the opportunity to find that because that's really what we preach. And if for some reason, a veterinarian isn't feeling that with us, then I don't want to hold them back from finding that. Yeah, that's extremely powerful. And I think that the same way, and even what I do from working with clients, we don't have any sort of commitment. It's like, yeah, you don't want anyone to work for you that's unhappy. Like if you send veterinarians into a clinic mm -hmm. and they still have six months and they hate it <laughs> and they just keep going in it, that's not helping you long-term, right? Like these clinics are going to come back to you and say, hey, send more of those veterinarians that you have because you know, this last one was just really excited to be here. No, like they want someone that's excited to show up and is enjoying what they're doing versus someone that, hey, I just have to put in the time, I have six more months or whatever. So I think that's really powerful. And I appreciate you sharing that because something that's different. But to your point, if you treat people right, 
at the end of the day, it should work out for everybody. And I think if you go with that attitude, you'll be surprised by the results. So yeah, very cool. I love that. How has 2020 looked with just either people reaching out, demand, whether it's from the veterinarians or from clinics looking for relief work? Have you seen things that have been surprising? Again, I guess 2020 has been a huge surprise just all in <laughs> itself. But as we're sitting here in November talking about it, kind of what has the year looked like? 2020 has been an interesting year. It's been a great year for us. And I think a big part of that is the guaranteed salary program. During COVID, I would say we saw our largest growth in terms of amount of veterinarians that reached out that wanted to come on in some capacity with us, whether full-time or part-time. And I think a big part of that was the safety because the first month or two of COVID, March and April, everyone was kind of buckled up that it would be a couple months. No one saw it lasting as long as it has. And as time went on, people realized this isn't going away and I want to have more stability, especially because clinics were cutting vets hours, which made sense if they didn't have as many clients coming in, everyone was scared. So I would say that's been the most surprising part is the growth that we've had in 2020. We definitely didn't see a pandemic being a reason that we would have such a large amount of veterinarians wanting to join us. But on the clinic side, it's interesting because our needs, as long as the clinics were open, they really never stopped. We've always had more needs than we've had veterinarians just because we're nationwide and certain areas more than others need more help. But I would say as long as the clinic's been open, it's been surprising that they still really need those relief veterinarians. And some ways surprising, some not because, you know, every time someone tests positive or if they needed to quarantine, the relief reasons just change because it wasn't anymore like, oh, this vet's going on vacation. I'm going to a CE, it was now we have a vet out because they were exposed or we have a vet out because their kids are home. The reasons just changed, but the needs never really stopped on the clinic side. So that's been probably the biggest shock in terms of with the pandemic. We really didn't know how that would look, but we've been lucky, I guess. And our program is, we never realized the guaranteed salary part. We always knew that was special about what we did, but we never realized it would be so important we didn't see a pandemic coming and we were going to stick to our promises. Obviously, when we started that program, we didn't think we'd have to pay out $30,000 in a matter of a month or two to veterinarians, but it didn't matter. I mean, ultimately, that's the reason for the program is for things that you can't see coming. Like I said, hurricanes, tornadoes, we can talk about that in certain areas, but the pandemic was definitely a larger, <laughs> a larger piece. And having a guarantee and then going through something like this and seeing it actually done, like to me, if I'm looking at you all and seeing that program, I'm like, shoot, that's pretty cool that it actually worked when it was supposed to. It's easy to say it, right? It's right, harder to, like, oh. to go pay those checks. Yeah. Like, oh, we did. there's a clause in here that says exactly. for global pandemics, it doesn't work, right? Exactly. I know. That was, yeah. we laughed when that kind of all first happened because we were like, look, I'm sure some companies would have been like, okay, well... <laughs> Yeah, not if we're going to lose this much money. This is outside of the realm of what we use this sure. for. But again, it, it speaks to the integrity of what you're trying to build and what you're trying to do is you want people that want to be there and you want to treat them right. And so if you do those things, you'll be successful. What do you think is most misunderstood about relief work from what you've seen or maybe what you've heard from various different veterinarians over the four and a half years? It's interesting because I read a lot of blogs and listen to different podcasts and also look through Facebook groups to kind of see what people are saying. And I feel like one of the biggest misconceptions is that relief veterinarians don't want to work as hard as associates. Like they want to 
come in and say, oh, I want to get paid this much and that they want to just hike up their prices and come into when clinics are desperate and that they don't want to put in the work of being every day at a clinic and going through the hard times, the good times, and that they kind of take the easy way out of doing relief work and getting to name whatever price you want and take advantage of clinics because they need someone and they're desperate and they're short-staffed or whatever that is. And I think that we're starting to see that that's not the case, that veterinarians, that there's more options and that if you want to be an associated clinic, that that's great, but that there are more options now. Even if it's just picking up traditional relief work outside of your job, it's people, they want to have the lifestyle they want to have. And sometimes that means making more money outside of a clinic or finding a more creative way that works for them, for their lifestyle, and that it's not looking down on one over the other. It's just what works best for your life. And relief veterinarians work just as hard, I think, as associates, if not sometimes harder. It's difficult coming into a situation where all the staff knows each other. They know their protocols. They know kind of the ins and outs of how everything works. And you have to be thrown in one day and figure it all out in an eight, nine, 10 hour day and then leave and then go somewhere else two days later, that's completely different and do all that over again, but for a different clinic with different protocols and everything being different and having to constantly be a chameleon and really mold to whatever that clinic needs that day. It's got its own challenges as well. And I think that they work just as hard as associates do. It's just a different path that they choose. That's all. Yeah. And I would think it frees people up that maybe have other interests or passions outside of veterinary medicine and maybe do want to do something else different, but still have that part-time and still have the fulfillment of what they went to school for and really love. But also to your point about everything changing and the dynamics being there, having emotional intelligence as a relief veterinary would be massive as far as an advantage of understanding how to interact with people and how to pick up on different cues and traits. And I would think that would make you so much better as a veterinarian longer term, just understanding working with so many different people and seeing the way that all these different clinics are run. I go back to, you know, I'm an advocate for practice ownership and all these other things. But if I was a relief veterinarian and be able to see 20, 30, 40, 50 different clinics working as a relief vet, that is arming you with so much knowledge. It'd be really, really interesting to kind of put that together and see. So I don't know if that sparks any other thoughts from your end, but just listening to you speak about that, I was like, man, emotional intelligence, it's just such a huge skill. It is. What's funny is people always ask, like when you asked earlier, like what type of vet is best or or doesn't work for what we do? What's funny is I would say 95% of the time our vets that don't work out, it has nothing to do with their surgical skills or with knowing how to do the job. It's the emotional intelligence and it's the being able to be a chameleon and know that it's hard. Veterinarians will go in somewhere and say, they don't have the right drug. This clinic, I wish they had this medication or this drug, or they sell this type of dog food. And I don't think that's what's best for the pets. And and you can have all these feelings, but ultimately it's not your clinic. You're going in for the day to fill in and you have to be able to sell what they sell, do what they do, as long as, you know, it's obviously not against the law or, you know, is safe. I mean, you have to be able to put your feelings aside that you might go to a clinic where most of the clients can't afford the type of treatment that you feel is really necessary. And you have to be able to be okay with that and find other ways to help that client that day at that specific clinic. And so, yes, I would say that's the biggest piece And it's great learning experience. I mean, we coach our vets just because one clinic doesn't want them back for whatever reason, if it's not a good fit. We always have 
conversations with them and talk through those issues. And this is also a growing experience for vets as well. And this might be just a stepping stone to what did they do next and not giving them the feedback is a disservice. But that's another piece we do is the coaching piece, which I think is really important, no matter what stage of your career you're in, people can always learn and grow in those roles. And I think being a relief vet, it's a huge growing experience, no matter how fantastic of a vet you are, there's always things to learn. Yeah. You use the pun, it makes sense and it works there. Yeah. As we wrap up, for those that may be interested to either connect with you or someone on the team, how do they get in touch? Where would you send them ways to kind of consume some of the content and and resources that you all put out? Absolutely. So our website is definitely the best place to start, which is just vetiqstaffing.com. We have contact forms. If you want to learn more, you can fill out your information and it will go right to us and you'll get contacted within 24 hours. Also, it's a great way to check out some of our blogs, other information about us. Our different programs are all listed there, but you can always call our 800 number and we'll connect you depending on what part of the country you're in. We'll connect you the right person. And yeah, we're always excited, even if it's just a conversation and it's not necessarily that you're ready to make a move, but just to learn more about us or about a certain city you're thinking about moving to. I mean, we'll talk to you even just about what the market looks like in different places. We're always trying to be a resource, whether you work with us now or not. So we're always excited to talk to vets and just learn more about you, get some information and give you some information overall and and see if we might have a partnership at some point. Absolutely. I greatly appreciate the time, Elise. Thanks for kind of outlining what you guys are doing. I'm a fan. I really like hearing what you're trying to accomplish and the way that you go about it. So thank you for spending some time sharing your knowledge and information. And yeah, greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to today's show. The comments made on today's show should not be taken as investment, tax, or legal advice. All comments are for educational purposes only. You should consult your team before implementing anything. Isaiah Douglas is a partner of Vincere Wealth Management. Isaiah is registered in the state of Indiana, California, Texas. The biggest compliment you can give to this podcast is to share it with a friend. Reviews help the show get found, and Apple Podcasts is the platform that predominantly is how people listen to the show. If you have three to five minutes, you like the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts, give us an honest rating and review. That'll help more people find the show. For all of today's links and information, head over to veterinariansuccesspodcast.com. There you can subscribe via your favorite podcast platform so you won't miss another episode. Finally, if you'd like more information, insights, and have the ability for your voice to be heard and interact with show guests, join the private Facebook group. You can go to the Veterinary Success Podcast on Facebook or head over to the veterinariansuccesspodcast.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom where it says about your host and then click on the Facebook icon. That'll bring you into the Facebook group. I'll approve you. You'll be in. And then I'd love to hear your questions, feedback, and anything that you'd like to see added to the show. So with all that, thank you so much for listening. I'll be talking again to you soon.